Custom Ink is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Ink is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? What's going on? It's Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden, New York City. Big shout-out to everybody listening on 1210 WPHT, everybody listening on Apple Podcast, on Google Podcast, iHeartRadio, etc. Thank you for joining the show. And we're going to talk about impregnating inflation and the inmate that got caught. Now, what's interesting is, I just read something that said so-and-so is trying to have a baby. And I'm thinking, who's having a baby? And wait a second. What did Joe Biden just say about inflation? Plus, you've heard about the news about this giant inmate that escaped from prison with the CO, with the prison guard, the actual boss of the jail. And that's over. It ended on Monday. And I want to talk about that because there's been so much news this week. And I think it's kind of interesting. So we're going to dig into that. But first, I want to talk about this term, people with a uterus. Not that other word. Right. Hold on. Let me consult with our in-studio biologist. What is it? Yes. People with uteruses, also known as women once upon a time, were told last week to start a sex strike. And that was from Joy Behar from The View uh, making those comments. I want you to listen to this. Women in the world have conducted sex strikes in history. In 2003, oh. a sex strike, a strike helped, helped to end Liberia's brutal civil war. Yes, and the did. woman who, charged, who started it was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. Yes. In 2009, Kenyan women enforced a sex ban until political infighting ceased. Within one week, uh-huh. there was a stable government. Okay, oh. so we have more power than we think we have. And some of it could be know. right in the bedroom. Just saying. A sex strike. Well, Joy, I think it's pretty safe to say. I think it's pretty safe to say that I think me and a lot of other men are happy to announce that we have been in a no sex strike with Joy Behar our entire lives. Now, Joy Behar is not the only one that's talking about uteruses. And I hope that's the right way. It's not uteri, is it? Uteruses, uteri. Uh, Senor Productor, let's look that up and make sure that I'm saying that correctly. Anyway, uh, again, I remember back when uh, Joy Reid said things like, well, it's okay to have fake news if, you know, you're doing it in the expectation of getting rid of Trump. Then then it's okay because our emotions come in. But speaking of that, Andy Cohen, he's the uh, host from Bravo TV. Andy Cohen has just had a baby, right? Speaking of having babies, and I don't think he's a person with a uterus, but he has a newborn daughter named Lucy and... What I find interesting about this is that while obviously he did some sort of adoption and whatever, I really don't want to get into that. What I want to get into is how some people think that, okay, you can adopt a kid. You can, there's a lot of ways to have a kid if you're a man, right? You get married, (laughs) you have a wife, but there's actually a doctor in India 
that says that you can actually have a uterus installed. They'll put it in surgically. An Indian surgeon plans to transplant a womb into a trans woman, which means a biological male. And this is the first operation of this type uh, that would be successful. I think they did one before and the guy dropped dead afterwards. So this would be very interesting, allowing a biological man to get pregnant. Impregnating a trans woman would be an even bigger feat, says the doctor, and would require the use of IVF and a C-section because they don't have a fully functioning birth canal or vagina. No kidding, Sherlock. Wow. But according to the Daily Mail, Dr. Narendra Kaushik plans to do this operation of gender reassignment at a clinic in New Delhi. He's going to transplant a womb into a transgender woman. Crazy. There's only one documented case of this ever happening before. And of course, that was fatal. And impregnating a trans woman with a womb has never been done. Okay, obviously. So that's actually happening. That's a real headline, one of the health articles that's on the Daily Mail. Real story. Now, Dr. Narendra Kaushik, who runs this gender reassignment clinic in New Delhi, says that he's very, very optimistic that he can make a successful procedure out of this. Every transgender woman wants to be as female as possible, he says, and that includes being a mother. The way towards this is with a uterine transplant, the same as a kidney or any other transplant. This is the future. We can't predict exactly when it's going to happen, but it will happen very soon, end quote from the doctor. Now, the surgeon hasn't revealed the recipient or even given a timetable for the surgery, but he added that they do have plans and they're very optimistic. So either this guy's selling snake oil or he really has a plan that will remove some patient's eggs and fertilize them into a dish and make them embryos so that they can be loaded in, I guess, into a womb. That would be complete with two major arteries, four veins. I'm reading this diagram of the guy. Donated womb comes from a donor, other patient, and then it's implanted into the main patient in a six-hour operation. Then, of course, the, this person, the patient goes on powerful immunosuppressant drugs to stop the transplanted womb from being rejected. A year later, when doctors are confident the transplant is a success, one of the embryos will be thawed and placed into the womb of the new trans mom isn't that something and step five of this little chart here is the baby being delivered via c-section hi bendito well while they're trying to figure that out some people are wondering why women aren't getting married some women in particular according to dr umar in an interview that he did with hot 97 it's basically because he says that black men are marrying white women so black women are unable to get married that's the logic there. Listen to this. Let me ask you a question, Dr. Umar. Are you totally against interracial relationships? I am totally against it, and I want to make sure you understand why. Mm -hmm. It's not because... <laughs> <laughs> Cut it out, Envy. <laughs> Cut it out, Envy. Don't do that, Envy. I'm, I'm having a serious conversation. We have a name for it. I, I want... We have a name for it. Okay. The snow bunny crisis. Okay. I am against the snow bunny crisis, and I want your white listeners to understand. Because people be trying to say stuff like, uh, he's the black Hitler. I'm not the black Hitler. I am, I am in no way interested in hurting or harming the life of any human. White, Asian, Chinese, I believe in respecting everybody. Mm -hmm. The reason I'm against interracial marriage, Envy and Charlemagne, is because marriage is an economic contract. Really? Nobody told me that, because when I got divorced, it became an economic contract. But prior to, it was all right. Anyway, let's go ahead. It's an economic contract. Most women do not marry down in status. They marry up. 
And if you don't believe me, show me a rich white woman married to a broke-ass black man. Have you ever seen a rich white woman marry a broke-ass black man? I don't know if Kim Kardashian's mom counts as a rich white woman, Kris Jenner, and I don't know that they're married, but I don't think her boyfriend has more money than her. Just saying, Dr. Umar. Continue. No, you have not, and you never will, because marriage ain't about love, it's not colorblind, and it is totally economic. So if marriage is an economic unification in a contract, how can we, who don't have enough already, give so much to the white woman and to white people who have already taken too much when we got all these black women out here who will never get married? Only one out of every four black women in America will ever taste marriage. And half of them who taste marriage will be divorced within five years. If you want to save the black family, if you want to save the black family, you have to protect it. And in order to protect it, you have to be against interracial marriage. You can't say, I love the black family. But I don't have a problem with interracial marriage. Boom. Well, this is uh, controversial, I think. Right. Somebody call security quick. This sounds like racism. Now, I understand what he's saying. I really do. You know, I, I understand a lot of people like to marry within their race, mainly because of cultural similarities and things like that. But this gentleman is saying that black women are not getting married because black men are marrying white women. And he's named it the snow bunny crisis, <laughs> which I think is funny. And to that, I say, no, sir, the demise of any family, black or any other race it's due to the devaluation of marriage. When there's no longer value for marriage, people don't care about it. You boil it down to a marriage contract, not about people loving each other and committing to each other and wanting to, to rear children together. You've already cheapened it to the point where all you can make of it is this financial arrangement. So you go into it with the wrong idea and then you taint it with racism all around it, saying that somehow black women are not getting married because black men are marrying white women as if there was a real epidemic of this. But black women can marry anybody they want. They don't necessarily have to marry black men, and he didn't provide that caveat. So you've got some men trying to become moms, right, with this uh, new womb implantation. You've got Joy Reid saying to go on a sex strike, and you've got Dr. Umar saying that black women can't get married because black men are marrying white women. I could barely say that. What in the world is going on? Well, we're going to dig into that. I want to get into a bunch of stuff. If we have time, we're going to talk about what's going on with the Supreme Court craziness with these people protesting outside the homes of the justices and a little bit from Joel Baboso Biden on inflation and the inmate that just got caught. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. You're listening to This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. At Baker's, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Baker's. Baker's, fresh for everyone. And now shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. 
Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And I want to talk about what's going on with uh, all this controversy with respect to the Supreme Court with the justices. Everybody's on the attack mode. I want to jump right into that because Lori Lightfoot, she put out a tweet yesterday. Let me see if I dig this up for you right here. Her tweet, very, very, uh, very friendly tweet, right? What did she say? She said this, the following. Yeah, it helps if it's there, right? It definitely helps when it's there. Okay. To my friends in the LGBTQ community, the Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. Now, a lot of people are speculating, saying that she uh, is calling for violence, that she's calling for a civil war. I got to tell you, I don't like this lady as much as the next guy doesn't. But people say things. I say things all the time. And I try to be cautious of what I say, but I don't think she's really saying that this is a call to arms. They're the left. They don't even like arms. They don't like guns. They have gun control everywhere. Try getting a gun in Chicago. Unless you're a gang member, it's not going to happen. So I don't think she was calling for arms. But I will, for argument's sake, say, you know what? Maybe she was reaching out to her friends on the Antifa side of the aisle, the extreme far left that, you know, believes in violence and maybe they one day will get into guns because they typically aren't armed either. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it happens. I've seen the Black Panthers. They've showed up armed. So, but it's few, few and far between. And uh, I, I don't know what she's really meaning by that. So I'll, I'll, I'll concede the point to everybody saying that she's trying to spark a civil war, but I just don't know that it amounts to that. But I do know you got these people out here that are violating this federal law, 18 U.S.C. 1507. It says you can't intimidate or harass judges or officers of the court. And they're doing it anyway. And this is what it looked like uh, Monday and Tuesday and just over the week with these protests outside of the Supreme Court justices' homes. Listen to this. Now, that's what's going on outside the Supreme Court justice homes. And it makes me think, what do you do if these people roll up around your house? Right. What would you do? I, I don't know the answer to that. But these pro-abortion protesters, they're vicious. They're vicious. They're coming after everybody, not the least of which is Nancy Pelosi herself. That's right. Nancy Pelosi is getting a, a dose of the. Uh, the medicine here from the folks in, on the uh, extreme left headline from May 11th on Fox News. Pro-choice picketers are at Pelosi's house claiming Democrats are complicit in the potential overhaul of Roe versus Wade. So now they're in on it. A small group of pro-abortion protesters picketed in front of the house of uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco, condemning Pelosi and the party as being complicit in the potential reversal of the 1973 case Roe versus Wade. Saying, quote, we are here because the Democrat Party and the Democrats as a whole have been complicit in this whole thing, said one female protester, shouting on a bullhorn. She and others lined up behind a banner reading abortion on demand and without apology. We played that audio in the last episode of This is America. 
They also carried signs with the faces of the five Republican appointed court justices, uh, SCOTUS Supreme Court justices, who were reportedly supporting this draft opinion with the word liar over their heads. I don't know what they lied about. What they lie about? It was pretty clear if these people got elected that they would support this type of thing. They believed in the rule of law. They were very clear on what their judicial philosophy was, unlike Katanji Brown Jackson, who said she didn't even have a judicial law philosophy. I can't even say judicial philosophy, so I can't be that angry with her. But the article goes on. It says that we're here because the draft decision is what it is. It's only a draft, and we will protest here in front of the leadership of the Democrat Party and in the streets from coast to coast unceasingly because we work to keep abortion legal, legal and accessible, not rare. And it goes on. You could read that. I'll tweet it out at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez with an S. And, of course, uh, Lori Lightfoot calling for this call to arms. And it makes you think, what is a call to arms? Is it a bunch of protests? Is it not a bunch of protests? What actually is the case? And will the disinformation czar, Ms. Jankowitz, will she get involved in this and say, hold on a second, what you guys are saying isn't true. That right there is disinformation. I don't know. But there's a poll out from our buddies at the Convention of States, Matt Faraci, Mark Meckler, and it's roughly 75% of Americans oppose protests at the private homes of Supreme Court justices. Well, would you look at that? I would love to know what our czar of disinformation, the ministress of truth, what are her thoughts on this? Because typically she's usually weighing in on what's going on with CRT or how that's not a problem or how it's actually liberals that are being censored online, not conservative. If you don't believe me, listen to this. Critical race theory has become one of those hot button issues that uh, the Republicans and, and other, you know, disinformers um, who are engaged in disinformation for profit, frankly, there are plenty of, you know, media outlets that are making money off of this too, have, have seized on. And I live in Virginia uh, and in Loudoun County, that's one of the... Now, hold on, I just want to back up a little bit. She's talking about media outlets that engage in disinformation for profit. Now, I guess she's talking about the ones that actually make a profit because places like CNN and MSNBC, well, they don't really turn a profit. So she's probably not talking about them. It's probably a, a swipe at Fox and others. But let us allow her to continue. The areas um, where people have really honed in on this topic. Yeah, so other disinformers, the Republican Party are the disinformers. And she says, look, this is it's us that's being censored, not you guys. Listen to this. There's already this idea, this allegation <clears throat> that there is anti-conservative bias on the platforms, even though there has been study after study proving, in fact, that often it's liberal voices that are being silenced, particularly minority voices um, on social media. So I think we're going to see more allegations of that. Well, she's right about us hearing about more allegations. I'm going to be the first one alleging that I am censored. I happen to be brown. I turn even more brown, like extra crispy in the summertime. I tan really well. And guess what? They censor my stuff all the time. You know, on these free speech platforms, Parler and Getter, I get lots of uh, reposts, lots of engagement, lots more eyeballs, people listening to the podcast and sharing the stuff that I put out there. But on Facebook, on Instagram, you would think that I'm asleep at the wheel. The, the needle doesn't move. I tell people, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook. These are huge platforms with billions of people. And it's so difficult to get your message across. And guess what? I happen to not be a liberal. So I think this woman is full of it. We've known she's full of it. 
the Ministress of Truth, in my opinion, the disinformer-in-chief. And it's a shame that we even have such a position like that. But that's what you get with Joel Baboso Biden. You know, sometimes the best thing that you can do, I think, is stay off of social media. There's a study that just came out that says that getting off of social media improves wellness and decreases depression. And I think the same thing holds true for the news. I recently went for a checkup at the doctor the other day, and he um, he says to me, how are you feeling? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, I'm just a little bit stressed out. Obviously, I got stuff. I got bills. You know, Biden's inflation is hitting my pocket. And he looks at me and he says, don't watch the news. <laughs> True story. The, the same advice that I often give people when they call me exasperated and they're saying, you know what? What, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I tell them, you, you need to lay off of uh, talk radio. You need to lay off of your YouTube. Whatever it is that you're doing that's getting you all riled up, go watch something funny. Go watch something stupid. Do anything except keep feeding yourself the uh, outrage ink. Listen, a little passion is always good. And some people are more passionate than others, and that's great. But you don't want to get sick over this stuff. When you're losing sleep over it and you know you're not going to do anything about it, just relax, take it easy, take a vacation, or do something about it. You know, start, get your own signs. Join the uh, tons and tons of conservatives that are out there pro protesting outside the homes of the pro-abortion justices. Oh, wait, that's not a thing. We don't do that, right? Why don't we do that? Be the first one, lead the charge, start that up. But anyway, this uh, study that came out, it says that if you do engage in watching the mind-numbing reality TV to get the news of the day out of your mind like I do, well, then, yes, you will have a better situation in health and a better situation overall. Because this new study finds that avoiding social media platforms for just one week significantly improved the person's well-being and lowered levels of both anxiety and depression. So there you go. And this, of course, is coming from the University of Bath. There's a team of researchers over there that are doing that. And they include specifically scrolling through Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, I don't mess around with TikTok, so I can't talk about that. I do tweet once or twice a day and, you know, a few retweets here and there because I try not to be on this thing as uh, as often as a lot of other people are. And I'm not criticizing them. I, I should be better at it and do a better job of sharing my stuff. But I just, it's too much information. I go into information overload and then I've got to, you know, i got to go buy a burger or something. It just becomes uh, too uh, heavy duty for me. Anyway, there's more to come straight ahead. I want to get into a bunch of other things, but we don't have a ton of time. So we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on with these whack job liberals uh, like Sunny Hostin at The View and some of the things she's had to say. And I also want to talk a little bit about what is happening with inmate that ran away and the jail executive that helped him get away. She's dead. He's caught. It was useless. But we'll talk a little bit about that. And I've got an interview coming up with the woman who just produced an excellent documentary that you have to watch. So don't move a muscle. We're going to get to all of that right now. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. 
Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. The 45th President Donald Trump thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. Yeah. It's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S on all the social media. And uh, as always, the, the wokesters don't stop. They continue to do what they do because, after all, that's what the woke left likes to do. And there's always a constant attack on education. But there's a few people out there that are heroes, not the least of which is who we typically hear about in the media, Governor Ron DeSantis. But there's also Sherry Few. Sherry Few is the founder and president of United States Parents Involved in Education, USPIE, on a mission to tackle what's going on with the United States Department of Education. So I'm going to let her explain all of that and more. Plus, they have a, a film that's come out or coming out, I should say. And I want to talk about that. But we also know about how... Governor Ron DeSantis recently spoke about honoring victims of communism and required this teaching, the lethal teaching of communism to be taught so that people are aware of what's going on and they can call it out because so many Americans don't know how to do that. So I want to welcome Sherry Few to This Is America. Sherry, welcome to the program. Thank you, Rich. I appreciate you having me on. It's my pleasure. Yeah, a lot to talk about here and little time. So I want to I want to jump in. Let's get your reaction to what's going on with Governor DeSantis and his uh, take the bull by the horns approach to facing the effrontery that's going on from the left. Today, uh, I am signing HB 395, which will officially designate November 7th as Victims of Communism Day to honor the more than 100 million people who have fallen victim to communist regimes across the world. Well, I am just so pleased with Governor DeSantis. Uh, he is my hero, I can tell you, because, and you know, I know there's a lot of talk about him potentially running for president. And I don't even mean in that sense, because um, he has been the first Republican that I have known, and I've been involved with politics a very long time. He is the first one that gets education policy. He gets it right. He, he, he not only makes campaign promises, he sees through on them. So when 10 years ago, when we were fighting Common Core, everybody from school board to president said they were going to end Common Core. Guess who did it? Nobody, except Governor DeSantis. They've eliminated Common Core. He's taken the lead against critical race theory, uh, the pornography in schools. And now this, he's uh, requiring that children in K-12 are taught about the atrocities of communism. This is so critically important, and I just applaud him heavily. Tell us a little bit about the um, some examples of how Marxism is seeping into the American classroom that children are learning. Well, you know, it's it's actually been going on for a few decades. It hasn't been so obvious, except for those to those of us who have study education policy. So there was a movement back in the 90s called Outcomes Based Education, and it's just uh, come out with a, a different flavor. You know, every few years, whenever we beat it down, it comes back. Common Core was the latest iteration in the 20s. And it's all about children having the very same outcomes in education. And that's impossible. The latest is called equity. And that's the, the key term used in critical race theory. 
and culturally relevant pedagogy, which is spinoff of, of critical race theory. All of these theories are Marxist in their roots, and it's an intentional agenda to divide uh, children, to pit them against one another. Um, you know, with, um, with Marx, Karl Marx, they tried to do it with class warfare, and that failed. So now, you know, they've moved into uh, racism and, and gender identity, and they're pitting people against one another, and it's pervasive throughout the curriculum. So when you look at something like that, I mean, it, to me, it's clear as day why we need to teach children the what these atrocities look like, what Mao and his philosophy look like, what Stalin looked like. Um, when that's being poured into kids and they don't have the ability to decipher, what, what's your take on why it's so important for them to actually learn this stuff in school? Well, because they're not being told the truth in schools and they're being fed anti-American propaganda. They are taught to hate their country and to um, admire Marxism and communism. And that's literal. And, and that's been happening since my son was in middle school, and I'm dating myself here, 20 years ago. I saw in his geography textbook how they were um, saying that China was this wonderful form of government and how um, in order to control population, they were providing tax incentives for families to have small families, which was <laughs> wow. a total lie. I knew it was a lie back then, and I explained to them, you know, how they had forced abortions and they kill baby girls. And um, so, you know, again, it's been happening for some time, but the not only is it teaching them that communism is great, but it is this anti-American propaganda. I think we are the only country in the world that doesn't teach their children patriotism. And we've got to get back to patriotism. And at the same time, what Governor DeSantis is doing in uh, explaining the really evil side of communism is important because, believe me, kids are not getting that side of the truth. Now, do you think more governors are going to follow suit on what DeSantis is doing, taking this type of lead? I, I certainly hope so. If they're smart, they will. I mean, they, they must see how amazingly popular he is. And, you know, I think governors around the country, they they have similar aspirations. They want to stay in office. They they may even, um, you know, have the goal of one day running for president. And, you know, this movement behind parents, you know, we saw what happened in Virginia. And so if they want to stay in their position and stay in the uh, good senses of the voters, then they need to follow his lead. So I pray that that will occur. All right, folks, we're on with Sherry Few. She's the founder and president of United States Parents Involved in Education, USPIE. And uh, you guys have put together a documentary, Sherry. It's called Truth and Lies in American Education, and it goes specifically after this topic. Isn't that right? You're absolutely right. And we are so excited about this project. It was a two-year project. The film has finally been completed, Truth and Lies in American Education. It was released last week, and it can be viewed at our website, truthandliesfilm.us, and one of the particular issues that, in fact... One well, you know, before you get into that, I want to play the clip that I've got. It's a, it's a little under a minute long. I want the audience to hear it, and then I want to get your reaction to that. Okay, great. 
Perfect. Here we go. Listen to this. Public school is the instituted agency of socialism throughout every community. The U.S. government has no authority to have any role in education. We're going to lose our very republic if we don't stop this indoctrination of children in government schools. What happened to us in China can't happen here. Have one kind of education and then call it equity. It's about outcomes. It's about trying to force us all to be equal. I think we're going to have a race civil war on our hands. We are exposing kids to pornography as early as kindergarten. Parents just don't know. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Parents need to wake up. They don't have the interests of your child at heart. Wow. Let me tell you, that um, very rarely is a 50-second trailer that impactful. I think you guys really summed it up. Great production value. Great. Uh, everything was great. I love it. I can't wait to, to see it. Tell us about it. Great. I'm so glad. Yeah, we're so pleased with the outcome of the film. We have a wonderful producer. We have a cast that is amazing. And, you know, one of the people you heard was Lily Tang Williams. And she is actually running for Congress in New Hampshire. But she what, she grew up in China under the Mao regime. So she talks to the fact that if we don't stop what's happening in our government schools, we're going to end up like China. And she has that personal experiencing and and shares it um, in the in the film. And so many other great experts like Sam Sorbo, who's a homeschool advocate, Dr. Duke Pesta, um, Dr. Gary Thompson talks about critical race theory, Dr. Carol Swain. I mean, it's an all-star cast. It's powerful. It's only an hour long, which is great because I think it's uh, perfect for like neighborhood viewings or church viewings. So I pray that everyone will go to the website truthandlifefilm.us and um, get the film and spread it as far and as wide as you can because our goal is to raise a grassroots army across the country to stop the indoctrination of children in America. All right, folks, you heard it here. Go to truthandliesfilm.us, truthandliesfilm.us. Sherry Few, president of United States Parents Involved in Education, thank you so much for bringing this to our attention and sharing all of this with us because I think this is really critical. I constantly talk about the need to uh, for everybody to become an education advocate. Uh, I got involved early in, in life in my 20s and in my 30s I was able to help start a charter school in New Jersey which really changed the game for a lot of inner city kids uh, who in my opinion are some of the best scholars in, in Hudson County, New Jersey now and not because of really anything I did but because just a, a few of us got together and said you know what we're going to try and make a difference and those kids and their parents they made that difference and really what I've learned is that's all it takes is sometimes everybody doing a little bit doing their little part and you get so much further ahead as a result amen well thanks for having me on rich and um we'll stay in touch all right that's sherry few from uspie again that's truthandliesfilm.us sherry thank you again for being with us okay thank you bye now more to come straight ahead i am rich valdez this is america this is america This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S on all the social media. And I'm going to pack in a bunch of stuff into this final segment here. We're going to wrap it up. I want to talk about inflation. I want to talk about that crazy inmate story. If I don't, I'm going to have to owe you that one. 
But Joe El Baboso Biden, we got the Consumer Price Index numbers on Wednesday, and it doesn't look good. Inflation is not in a good place. It's actually at a 40-year high. You would think that uh, things might be a little better, but it turns out Joe Biden is bankrupting America. It's literally what's going on. And he thinks that he's helping. Seven in 10 Americans are nervous about the cost of living. Inflation erodes the average person's purchasing power, but in different ways. Uh, this is according to the poll that was conducted by BOK Financial. Baby boomers say that because they're on a fixed budget, they really notice that they're spending more and more on the same groceries right now as they were last year. I would challenge that and say you're spending more and more on groceries than you were last week. Now, Gen Xers might notice that it's costing them more to drive. Gen Z and millennials are noticing what it's going to cost them in order to finance a home. So a lot of them are just continuing to rent a little longer, according to this report. But they're saying it's not all bad news because younger workers are more likely to see their wages rise on pace with inflation. I haven't seen any proof of that. But if you ask Joe El Baboso Biden, he thinks he's got no responsibility for this because he's too busy blaming other people. He thinks he's actually helped. Listen to this. I think our policies help, not hurt. Think about what they say. The vast majority of the of the uh, uh, of the economists think that this is going to be a real tough problem to solve. But it's not because of spending. Oh, no. It's because of you and your spending, sir. Joe El Baboso Biden bankrupting America. Paychecks are shrinking. All costs are going up. The grocery store, the gas station, you name it, electricity up 11 percent. The consumer price index is up uh, at 8.6 percent. It's the massive spending in the Biden administration that's led to inflation. And now he wants to try and spend his way out of that. This is the highest, not only highest inflation, but the highest consumer price index that we've seen in 40 years since the summer of 1982. Both Democrats and Republicans, in my opinion, need to come together to get rid of Joe Biden. Joe El Baboso Biden and his sidekick, Que Malaeres, the vice president, because these numbers are crazy. Housing costs are one of the worst out there. People like me, I'm trying to move to Florida, right? I want to move to Florida. I want to stay in the radio business and still continue to do my media stuff. But I have to find some media work in Florida before I can go to Florida because Florida used to be a cheaper place to live than New York area, New Jersey. But it's not. The housing cost in Florida is just about the same as it is here in New York. And why? Because of Biden's inflation. That's why. Even Janet Yellen is now admitting she's the uh, Treasury Secretary. She admits that it's the Democrats spending that caused inflation. Listen to this. What's your take on how, how responsible government spending was in helping contribute to the problem uh, that we're facing now on this front? So, look, inflation is a matter of demand and supply. And the spending that was undertaken um, in the American Rescue Plan did um, feed demand. Definitely fed demand. The reason it's feeding demand is because spending is what caused the inflation to begin with. And that's Biden's secretary Yellen admitting to it. Uh, she's not trying to lie because she's a numbers person and she realizes this is where inflation comes from. So what do we do now? We have to tough it out. The only way to get out of inflation is, at least in my history, in my short uh, 44 years of life, what Reagan did. You've got to raise interest rates. You've got to get aggressive with this. 
because it's government spending and deficits. That's the primary cause of the high inflation. So obviously, Biden's solution on how to bring down pricing uh, across the board is going to be to add billions of dollars in more spending. He wants to include subsidies on child care, elder care subsidies, payments for purchasing electronic vehicles, more unemployment benefits. And we're all going to need those, right? Because if this continues, a lot of people are going to lose work. Aid for farmers, a new federal home building initiative. In, and I don't even know what that means. I'd have to look more into what part of the American Rescue Plan that is. Investing more and more money into federal resources to create competition amongst meat and poultry producers. So imagine that, the government using money to create competition. Instead of just deregulating and saying, all right, go for it, he wants to do a little more. He wants to take it a step further. And more money for green energy subsidies and windmills, solar panels, etc. Biden is going to bankrupt America. But don't worry. This is all going to be paid for by asking large corporations and the richest Americans to, quote unquote, say it with me, folks, pay their fair share. Obviously, you know, that doesn't necessarily work that way. When your employer, if you work for Amazon, that's a big company owned by a billionaire. When these people have to pay more in tax, it trickles down to you. And I'm not preaching trickle down. I'm just saying they like to use that word trickle down all the time. And that's how it works. It's the little guy that's going to pay the price, you and me. And from the looks of it, little guys are already losing. Tech giants lost more than a trillion dollars in value in the last several days of trading this week. Apple, the most valuable publicly traded company, was seen at its market cap, and they saw a trim of over $200 billion since Wednesday. Obviously, that's when the Fed raised interest rates by a half a percentage point. Staples like Campbell Soup, General Mills, J.M. Smucker have outpaced big tech in the last few days this week. It's a bloodbath out there. And if you got Bitcoin, it isn't looking good either. So what do we do? Well, don't turn to crime. That's one thing you definitely don't want to do. Now, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, we'll call this our society and television update. That's not a real thing, but maybe we'll make it a thing. Because this crime stuff that I want to get into, I love getting into one of these stories. And, you know, a few weeks ago, we talked about how there was a politician, somebody running for office, a state assembly seat, and they actually went and robbed a bank. I think we're going to see more of that stuff as people get tighter and tighter financially because of Biden's policies and the Democrats' policies. But one story about crime that had nothing to do with politics was that story about the guy who killed his mother, a guy named Casey White. And then he was incarcerated, and then he falls in love with this woman that apparently he's having an affair with. She is the assistant director of the jail. Now, you've heard about this. It's been on the media for days. I haven't talked about it because I just didn't, it didn't fit in yet. But now it fits in because they were so in love. They had some Ro Romeo and Juliet compact that they created where they said, you know what, if we get caught, we're going to go out in a blaze of glory in a shootout. Well, it turns out they end up getting caught after he says, you know, well, let's uh, dye our hair. And there's some reports that I saw that said that because he's six foot nine and they didn't know how to hide a guy that big, this giant man decided to go in a wheelchair dressed as a woman. Uh, anyway, they get caught. They get caught because they were caught at a car wash. Now you think if you're on the run, is that what you're going to do? Go to a car wash? But that's what they did. They went there. They were found at a motel. They got in their cars. They followed them. They tried to pull them over. That's when it started. There was a chase. They got rolled. Boom, boom, boom. Lots of crashing. And she shoots herself. She later dies in the hospital. They take the giant man, Mr. White, into custody. Her name is White as well. No relation, they keep saying. He says, oh, my God, my wife killed herself. They're like, your wife? 
you just met this lady in jail. So there's a lot of unanswered questions. But I think this is exactly what goes into those shows that you see, like, you know, to catch a criminal and inside the mind of a, a six foot nine mother killer. And uh, I just think, man, it's just crazy to see how that stuff plays out in the media. And I wanted to get to that a little bit and talk about it a little bit because I think it just shows what's going on, how depraved our society is. And I can't blame all of that on Biden, but I can say I count on each and every one of you to make things more positive and to do the right thing in life because if we stand for nothing, we'll fall for anything. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing. So now's the time to do what you got to do. Hasta la próxima. I am Rich Valdez. Until the next time, this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.